Hey everybody, welcome back to the Retail Ready Podcast. We are on episode number 26. As always, thanks for tuning in. I hope you're enjoying the shows. And if you can, please head over to iTunes or send me a direct message on LinkedIn and just give your feedback. It's great to hear what you guys have to say. And if you've got any suggestions for future guests, uh, we've got a few lined up um, who have got some fantastic stories to tell. So I just can't wait to keep this podcast going and growing. So today's no different, episode 26, and I'm joined by a friend of mine who I've known for five years, and he came over for a beer. And before we knew it, I'd popped a microphone on the table and started asking him questions. So really relaxed, really informal. And Jason Potts was a instrumental um, employee at Coles who helped grow Coles Online to be where it is now. And Coles Online is a huge platform and is growing at double digits for the last, I believe, four or five years. And in this episode, I just wanted to understand more about how Cole's line has evolved, what goes on behind the scenes, and the future of online shopping uh, when it comes to groceries. So Jason was fantastic. We cracked open a couple of Coronas, and uh, hopefully you guys learned something about a platform that is only going to grow bigger and bigger. So this is episode 26 with Jason Potts and a chat with myself. Enjoy, everybody. Welcome to the Retail Ready Podcast, hosted by Ben Wyatt, your destination for product development, food trends, and some serious knowledge bombs about the food industry. Welcome back, everyone. We are on episode number 26, and we have an in-house guest today. I've got a good friend of mine, Jason Potts, who has popped around. We've uh, cracked open a couple of cold beers, about to watch the football, but I wanted to crack into uh, Jason's knowledge, who has been a pivotal person in the online space. So Jason uh, has worked for Coles Online and uh, has helped transform their online platform, and uh, it's only just growing. So welcome to the show, Jason. Thank you, Ben. It's good to be here. Thank you very much. And you've seen Coles Online grow year after year. How many years were you building their online platform for? So I've been um, in Coles Online for just over seven years, and I've seen Coles Online grow from um, operating out of a handful of supermarkets um, to now operating out of 700, and basically a billion-dollar business as it stands today. So I've seen a lot of growth, and seen customers' expectations change, um, and I can only see it growing even further, to be honest. Wow. So when, when you first started... What did Coles Online look like, or was there even a Coles Online when you started? Yeah, so when I first started, we'd just gone from taking fax orders from customers. No, really? Yeah, oh, wow. um, a handful of um, business customers would send their orders in via fax into the stores. The stores would pick those orders, and Australia Post would deliver them. Um, no. So even I, fresh fruit or, or yeah, selected yeah. items? No, there was a limited range at no. the time, but even fresh products, um, uh, a handful of frozen products as well. Um, so, wow. it's, yeah, the dynamics have changed, obviously, to what it is today. Um, Coles Online have their own, obviously, website. Mm-hmm. They have their own custom-built picking system. We operate out of bricks and mortar supermarkets. Um, we've built dark stores, build our own in-house picking system, 
and Carlton Line has a fleet of 700 vans that operates nationally. So, pretty big beast nowadays, Ben. That's, well, good work. And let's just touch on a couple of them then. So, what's a dark store? It sounds, uh, it sounds fascinating. Yeah, dark store is, so Carlton Line operates essentially like a department in a store, and they will go around and pick customers' orders. Now, a dark store is basically exactly the same, but without the walk-in customers. Wow. So it allows the Coles Online team to navigate down the aisles without customers um, and <laughs> cool. get a lot of efficiency mm. and set up this store a little bit differently mm. um, to how a supermarket would. Um, bigger, bulkier ends, so quicker okay. picking. It's all about efficiency um, and getting those uh, orders out to customers. Wow. So dark store is just literally a supermarket without customers correct yes and it still has the shelves it still has the products but just in because Coles online um leverage a lot of the supermarket systems from merchandise um and fulfillment systems um it's set up like a supermarket mm. because that's the easiest way to set it up um but you'd be surprised how much picking efficiency you can get without customers in the shop obviously asking questions and you have to be mindful when you're pushing a Coles online trolley around yeah. um, to be mindful of obviously customers as well <laughs> as you can imagine uh, that's good so seven years ago people were taking fax fax orders you've come on board with a and the team has built and built where was the first kind of what did you start first and what was the momentum that then led into what it is now and I'm guessing we've only just started now and we'll probably talk about the future of online after but how did it evolve? I think just the demand I think you know customers found it so convenient and customers now are very time poor mm. and Coles Online um, essentially puts the, the time back in people's day they can sit there when the kids have gone to mm -hmm. bed place their orders um, and knowing that you know someone is walking around the shop for them, picking their groceries and delivering them, um, and essentially they don't have to leave the house. So I think it's just um, it's just the convenience factor has really taken off. Wow. Because I know we buy calls online. We've done it for two years. And picking a time slot that works for us. But I know when, pe when I tell people, oh, we're buying calls online, they're going, oh, do you trust that someone's going to pick your shopping items? and deliver it on time and we've never been let down but I feel that we're in a niche market of where it's going like I know it's grown but mm. th there must be still so much growth I think the ahead. key the key thing there is absolutely so <clears throat> I, I call it the avocado factor mm, nice. when um, did you create that um, I just made it up yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll see, you'll see why in a minute so Ben, you order an avocado and... Mm. Twice a week. Twice a week, mm. okay. So um, when you're in store, when you're picking an avocado, mm. what do you do? Have a little feel and uh, an assessment and then pop it in the trolley. Exactly. So the, the touch and feel factor mm. is taken away from the mm -hmm. customer. So not only that, so if you're picking an avocado, then you don't know whether the customer wants to eat it that night mm -hmm. or they want to eat it in two or yeah, three days' time. Yeah. So... Um, we have to think a little bit differently when it comes to that. So, you know, something, things like put two avocados in, in the customer's bag or basket mm -hmm. and you give them the option when you get to the door. 
you have to be able to give the customer the decision that they you're taking away from them from them walking in the store. Yeah. So you have to try and mimic the in-store experience, but obviously online. So the customer feels that they're completely in control mm-hmm. of their shopping experience. Wow. And what happens, and we've had it on a few occasions, and I don't know why we get certain items, but say we order a whole grain loaf that we want in own brand, but then out of nowhere, a branded multi-grain pops up. Hmm. What's what's the uh, algorithms in that, and kind of are they just picking a random thing off the shelf, or is something involved in that? So um, sometimes when an item's out of stock, um, the team will pick a substitution. If the customer's allowing substitutions, they'll pick a, a similar product um, and put that in the customer's order instead of the product they ordered. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's always at the lower price. So if you uh, oh, ordered okay. a home brand product at $2, that was out of stock, and we gave you a $3 product, we would still charge you $2. Yeah. So that's kind of like the convenience factor there. And not only that as well, so if you walk into a supermarket right now and you see a gap on the shelf, mm-hmm. then your natural reaction is to pick something else. Mm-hmm. But when you walk out of that shop, you feel like you've gotten everything that you wanted. Yep. When you order something online and it doesn't arrive and you're given something different, you feel like that you haven't got everything you wanted. So it's, it's trying to compensate for those decisions that you'd normally make subconsciously yep. when you walk into a shop that you don't do when you're shopping online. That's cool. And you might not know this, you might you might hopefully do. Is it cheaper for the business to shop online or not? Because there seems to be a lot of variables. There seems to be the maintenance online, someone picking your products and then someone driving the products and delivering it to your workbench rather than going into the store, which would then require rent and electricity, etc. Yeah. Has anyone worked that out to go, is there a push for more stores or is there a push for online? So you're saying that what's more profitable for, yeah. for Coles? For Coles. Um, obviously, um, having someone else shop the order for the customer, mm. paying that labor, um, paying a driver to deliver the goods mm-hmm. is obviously more costly than from a what customer walking in the shop. Um, but at the end of the day, to have that offering to the customer mm. drives loyalty and that kind of uh, that stickiness of the customer anyway. Yeah. So I think you need you need both in the modern love. day. But absolutely, it's always going to be more profitable for customers to do the work than rather than Coles do the work for yeah. them. Um, but there's there's different models and different ways of trying to um, save on costs. For example, like click and collect has become mm-hmm. really popular. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, We've not done that, but yeah. Yeah, so it's it's very convenient. Um, we're finding for customers who um, don't want to be waiting around at home for their order. They still want to do the order in the evening when the kids are in bed. Mm-hmm. But then on the way home from school, they can just swing past any supermarket or Coles Express location mm-hmm. on their way home, and just know that their order is already picked for them, um, and they can just collect on the way home. And there's no delivery fee charge, so it's a it's kind of a win-win really. Um, Coles don't have to pay to deliver it yeah, okay, yeah. and the customer doesn't have to pay for a delivery window ah, okay. I just can't believe so 70 years ago people were ordering faxes no. it was just, yeah I joined I joined That's 7 a- years ago and it had, we'd, we'd had our first iteration of the website but not 
long before that. Um, it's crazy. Customers were ordering via fax. Because yeah. we, we had a guest on a couple of shows before this who got into a, he, he created a social media agency and that was only mm-hmm. seven years ago. Mm. And that was when people didn't realize social media would actually be the next big thing. So you've got social media that took off. You've got online shopping uh, for groceries that's now taken off. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot has happened in seven years. Exactly. So where do you think the next seven years uh, will take us? Uh, I don't know if anyone is qualified to answer that question, if okay. I'm completely honest. Need a few more beers, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we need to always keep finding ways to innovate. So I think, and I, I hear a lot, a lot of companies and people trying to write their five to ten year mm-hmm. strategy in digital and I think the only thing that I would recommend for anyone thinking of doing that is just be prepared to be agile and change that strategy as customers expectations mm. have changed you've only got to look at the likes of Uber Eats coming into the world yeah. DoorDash Deliveroo who have changed the customers expectations so you just need to be be able to be, able to be agile enough mm-hmm. to adapt to things like that so you know, your guess is as good as mine. I don't think anyone can predict exactly where we're going to be in seven years. Um, but the um, the companies that are agile enough to adapt yeah. to that are the ones that are going to be succeeding. And that's, you were part of the Uber Eats project, were you? Or Deliveroo project? Was Which one was with it? Coles Online. Yeah. Yeah, we did a, a trial with Uber Eats where we would do emergency re-deliveries using Uber. Yep. Um, and we tried that out of our... Um, Richmond Dark Store in Victoria. Okay, so someone literally, instead of ordering a burger, could order. Was it like a? a it was like a movie. A pack, movie pack, it? yeah, it's like a meal deal pack. So you'd That's go. Pretty and, cool. Yeah, yeah, and we'd have them ready to go, and then someone from an Uber driver would accept it, drive around to the to Just the drive around store, to the back, and then yeah, and pick it up and deliver it to the customer. Essentially, like Uber Eats works with a restaurant, but just goes to the car supermarket. But we that would have been one of the first kind of supermarkets to do something like that would it we, we were the first i think globally actually i think there might wow. have been um potentially walmart in the u.s yeah but, um certainly the first in australia to do that um and i think even now bp are doing a like a movie oh, right, right. deal so um where you can on uber eats we go in and, and order a, a kind of like a a movie pack where you get your popcorn your chips and pretty your chocolate yeah. and drink and well done, well done, yeah. well done yeah. well done. <laughs> It's glad to see you doing something. Nice. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> people thinking that I just come around and drink your beer. I do that as well. That's good. Was there much talk when you were in Coles Online about Amazon coming into Australia or was it kind of let them do their thing, we'll do our thing? Or again, with kind of the Uber Eats, agile, they're very agile. I don't think they've actually hit the floor running yet no was there much talk about there was heaps of talk about amazon and even projects and strategy teams immobilizing to come up with this defense plan Mm. against what are we going to do to combat amazon and to be honest with you it's been a bit of an anti-climax i think um you know i think they've come into australia with a limited range Mm -hmm. they've come in with and they haven't been particularly price competitive but it is Amazon, mm-hmm. um, so they will get it right eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the moment, it just doesn't seem to be, be happening for them. And I, and I think it will be a while since they penetrate really um, properly into the grocery market. I think the likes of JD Hi-Fi might be okay. um, 
in their sights before the likes of the Coles or, or Woolworths. Interesting. But I think they'll get it right. They, they normally do. So I think so. Well, what is it? It'll be interesting to see what... Third biggest company in the... <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and whatever they do, um, I think um, can only be, to be honest with you, beneficial for Colton Wars in the long run mm. because um, it's only going to be good for the industry in general. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. So that is unreal how the growth over seven years, you've been a major part of it. You've seen, seen, a, lot. A, you've seen a lot. You've seen a lot. <laughs> you've seen a lot. Uh, is there anything that you'd any facts or insights that we can finish up on? Uh, I think the only thing that I think the key takeaway is um, over the seven years, there's always one thing that you have to do to be successful and that's just listen to the customer. Mm. The customer will tell you what they want um, and you need to be able to respond to that. Um, And uh, the convenience factor is obviously a key part of that as well. Fantastic. Well, Thanks for your time. I'm going to crack open another beer for you and uh, we'll go and enjoy the football and it's nice to get your knowledge. And uh, yeah, this is episode 26. I didn't think you'd come on board, but it's (laughs) it's good to hear someone who has been there from the start and seen a lot of the online uh, platform grow. And uh, thank you for your time, Jason. No, it's been been good. I was a little bit apprehensive to begin with, but um, yeah, no, it's been a good exercise and I'm glad to share some of my words of wisdom beautiful so if you guys want convenience like i do in my life yeah get on uh calls online uh woolies also has one as well so there's a <laughs> there's no bias in this podcast um or you can always find me on linkedin and i can offer my services at a good price <laughs> <laughs> he also comes and delivers your products as well so he delivers two avocados so thanks for listening guys we'll be back for episode 27 um lining up some great guests uh as we speak so yeah hope you guys are well and look forward to hearing from you soon take care